Welcome to the Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning Podcast. My name is Nini White, and I wanted to share with you some thoughts I had on an article that I recently read that was concerned about statistical evidence of declining moral values in our schools. The decline, according to the article, was attributed mainly to the fact, the very sad fact, that many teachers are overwhelmed by the pressure and time demands required to deliver academic content, solely academic content. Focusing on character and ethics, most teachers feel is just one more demand, a demand that is impacting our younger students, starting as early as preschool and kindergarten. And I'd like to share some of my thoughts with you about that. Some teachers may understandably hold fears about which specific value and character traits are appropriate for them to teach, but one answer, one powerful answer in my experience, is to intersperse age-appropriately challenging issues into shared thinking circle time discussions that mainly focus on familiar, day-to-day encounters and experiences, not in any way imposing values, but instead exploring values and perspectives in an environment of mutual respect, which takes the form of wide-ranging questions accompanied by genuinely interested and respectful listening. When we enable, empower actually, groups of young students to think out loud about their shared world, to examine and express their core personal values so that they gain collaborative practice with making more thoughtful, caring, and productive life choices, we as teachers are guaranteed more fulfillment as the kind of educators that make deeply important differences in our students' lives that will reverberate long past their time in our classroom. Encouraging students to develop their innate capacity to name the world for themselves, to identify the obstacles to their and others' well-being, can be beautiful and enriching experience uh, and work opening by opening young minds to discovering their own pathways into a wider, shared world in which everyone matters. Everyone actually, truly matters. When young students gain early and consistent experiences of speaking with the possibility of being heard and also listening within an unforced openness to learning from and growing with others, what kind of humanely enriching foundation can you imagine those kinds of collaborative group experiences would provide for all the students involved? What kind of impact would those experiences make for the future of this very troubled, angry, dangerous, and confusing world? So here's a a real-life exercise you could try in your classroom with your earliest, youngest uh, students. And to keep things safe and neutral, you could just show a picture of a cat's tail being pulled and then ask questions that evoke children's natural inclination and ability to analyze, to explain, to interpret, to empathize, to predict, and to problem-solve. You can use questions like, 
Where do you think this cat and this child are? What do you see that makes you think that's where they are? What do you see happening in this picture? What is the cat doing? What is the kid doing? If the kid is, uh, if the cat is making some sounds, what kinds of sounds do you think you'd be hearing? Does anyone want to take a chance and try to imitate the sounds you think you'd be hearing from that cat? Raise your hand if you'd like to like to be the cat in this picture. Raise your hand if you would not like to be the cat in this picture. Why is that your answer? How do you think that cat's tail feels? How do you think that cat feels? Does it look like that kid cares about how that cat's tail feels or how that cat feels? Why is that your answer? What are some things that might happen next if that kid doesn't stop pulling on the cat's tail? Next, you can show a contrasting picture. Without labeling, it, without labeling it right or wrong, you could even ask your students if they'd like to see a picture with a different cat and a different kid. Just leave it at that. Then ask a new set of questions like, what do you see happening in this picture? Is the cat trying to get away from that kid? Why do you think that is? What kinds of sounds do you think this cat is making? Would anyone like to volunteer imitating the sounds this cat might be making? Raise your hand if you have ever played with a cat. What ways have you played with, played together? Do dogs like to play the same kinds of games as cats? What kinds of games do dogs like to play? Why do you think dogs and cats like to play differently? What about people? Do some people like to play different ways? Who has an example of different people liking to play different ways? You could even tell a story about you and a friend of yours, or about someone in your family and you liking to play different ways, or liking different clothes, or liking different food, or different anything you want to tell us about. What do you think the world would be like if everyone liked the same things? How many of you have a pet at home? How do you help to make your pet happy and comfortable in your home? How does your pet make you happy? These are just some of the directions that can get kids thinking in ways that are wider and deeper and more inclusive that helps them to come up and be able to extrapolate situations that aren't exactly what you've talked about in your class, which is such an important set of skills for our young students. Unfortunately, most teachers haven't been trained to design instruction that helps students to, to explore and discover their own values, which most often those values are universal values, which when that fact is discovered by students early enough results in a kind of belonging and community building that is truly and genuinely beneficial for all, both short and long term. By not creating those kinds of learning opportunities for our youngest students, our education system is failing, woefully sh falling woefully short on its potential to positively nurture future generations.
The time for serious reflection about the values our schools are nurturing or not nurturing in our youngest children is now. By a mission from our curriculum of the essential and defining challenges of character development, morality, empathy, perspective-taking, responsibility, honesty, tolerance, and the list goes on, we're choosing to sacrifice the humanity of students for the narrow constraints of academic and intellectual gain. What do you think about that? Do you think relying solely on academic and intellectual gain is enough to heal our world's current and oncoming set of problems? If you'd like to see the pictures I've shared with other teachers that go along with the questions in this episode, check out the Kids' Own Wisdom blog, which you can find on the Kids' Own Wisdom website. If you have any thoughts, ideas, questions, or suggestions you'd like to share, please know I would love to hear from you. Alrighty then, until next time. Thank you.